You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. It's a very, very special edition because I'm joined by a very special guest. He's come uh, from the heights of Amazon Prime and Sky Sports to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the brilliant Kevin Campbell. Welcome back to the show, mate. How are you, first of all? Harry, great to see you, mate. Happy New Year and happy New Year to all the fan base. I think I've put it on a couple of times, but now I'm here in person. I want to wish That's everybody it. a prosperous 2021 and hopefully Arsenal pick up and we can start doing something this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fingers crossed we're on the right path now. Results have obviously picked up in the last few weeks and uh, there's a lot more optimism around the Arsenal at the moment. Before we get into talk about sort of some of the transfer rumours, Kevin, and, and some of the other bits and pieces around the club at the moment, what do you put the the change in fortunes down to because a lot of people have just basically said it's the different personnel and that's made the big difference. Do you think it's deeper than that? What's happened at Arsenal in the last sort of over the last three fixtures? Well, I think it's the right balance, Harry. If you, if I'm honest, we've had we've had changes, haven't we? People have said we want Pepe in. You know, Willock should get a start. Reese Nelson. We've had changes, but I think it's the right balance. You know, against Chelsea, it was Martinelli, Smith-Rowe and Saka with Lacazette up top. That gave us so much energy. That gave us consistent play with Lacazette holding the ball up. That gave Smith-Rowe, Martinelli and Saka a platform to play. And what that done, their energy gave the whole team a lift. And if you look at the last three games, Smith-Rowe's played... Saka obviously plays. Martinelli played a couple of games. Aubameyang's played a, a, a couple. But we've, we've, we've kept that energy and momentum. We lost it in the first half against Brighton. Agreed, yeah. But generally, when the team play on the front foot, we are a better team. And now we're starting to see more of Kieran Tierney going down the left-hand side, etc. So I think i got to put it down to these youngsters, Harry, these youngsters have brought an energy to this team, whereas normally it's the experienced players that help the youngsters. I think it's the youngsters have helped the experienced players. Yeah, it feels very much like it's the other way around at the moment, doesn't it? Um, just touching on some of the points you made there, Kieran Tierney, um, there's been a lot of talk about him being captain material um, over the last few weeks. It's not as easy as that, though, is it, in Mikel Arteta's shoes? Because he's persuaded Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to stay at the club, to commit his future to the club. Yeah. I'm sure part of that was you're going to continue to captain the side. Would you, if you were Mikel Arteta, risk rocking the boat by changing the captain? Or do you think now it's a case of it has to be Aubameyang until he's gone? Well, it's, look, it's Aubameyang until somebody else is more of a leader than him. Does Kieran Tierney have the traits? Oh, of course he does. We've seen it, Harry. But what we he's, he's young and he's really just get finding his feet. He's got there's a lot more to come from him and Saka and all these youngsters, but I wouldn't put that burden on them because you know what? 
look at what we've just been through, Harry. Before these last three games, it was a it was a tough place to be, Arsenal. And you wouldn't want to put that on Kieran Tierney's shoulders right now. Let him concentrate on his game. And a bit further down the line, you never know. He could probably be a, a very good captain. But, you know, this is the time where he builds his resume to be a captain. Yeah, agreed. Sticking with the theme of of, of some of the youngsters, Emil Smith-Rowe has come in and, and been brilliant. Um Obviously, we've been without a number 10 for most of the season. It's been a problem. Um, we've brought him in. He's doing the job. He's doing it very well. Is there an argument that says maybe Mikel should have gone down this route a little bit earlier with a certain someone who's sitting at home on Twitter during every no, game? No. No. I'll tell you why, Harry. And this is, again, what is lost on, on, on this. And I believe he put a tweet out as well. The key is going one way is he's one of the best in the world, the guy sitting at home. Nobody questions his talent. The other it's the other part. Smith Rowe, you see him work back, you see him making tackles on the edge of our own box. You don't get that two-way play from, from Messer. The guy sitting guy at home. He who shall you know not be I mean? named. Yeah, so you know. I just think his energy on, on both with and without the ball has been really impressive. His play with the ball when he's when he's been in there has been great. And do you know what, Harry? There's times where he doesn't play number 10. There's times where he plays wide because he likes to interchange with players. And, and that, but if he gets stuck in a wide position, he'll do the graft to go back. Unfortunately that's a missing thing with the guy who sat at home. So, look, Emil Smith-Rowe, I, I think, has been very, very impressive. Having spoken to Mikel Arteta after the Brighton game, yep. he was talking about these youngsters having the right professionals around them, the right experience. Not just having, because there's experienced players at the football club, that they're going to be all right. Because we've seen, they haven't been all right with other experienced players but he now feels that he's got the right experience, the right balance around these, these kids. And you know what? I know there was a lot of fans worried about who Mikel Arteta was going to pick against West Bromwich Albion, Harry. Yep, there and, was. <laughs> and, you know, he picked the youngsters, the youngsters done the business, and now you've got Mikel Arteta taking them off, protecting them, which I absolutely love. Yeah, agreed. Uh, moving on to the centre-forward position, obviously a position that you know very well, Kevin. Um, and, and just a quick reminder, actually, before I get into that, if you haven't already hit the like button, please do it. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do that. Give Casey a follow on Twitter as well. I'll put his uh, handle uh, in the description. And there are lots of questions coming through uh, at the moment in the chat box. Just hold fire on those guys. We are going to come to them. Um, and what I don't want to happen is them to get lost in the chat and then we can't find them again because there are some really good questions. So we we will pick those up. So just hold fire with a couple of those. Um, going back to the centre-forward position, obviously, Alexander Lacazette is in brilliant form at the moment. He's linking up really, really well with the youngsters that we've been talking about. Um, it, but another player who hasn't been as prolific at this moment in time is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I'm not overly worried about it, Kevin, because I think we've all seen throughout his career that he, he will score goals. And I'm sure it, this is just the blip. But are you worried now that about Mikel Arteta trying to shoehorn him into the side from the left and that that might disrupt that balance you spoke about? No, I'm not I'm not worried at all. I think against Chelsea, 
seeing Martinelli, what Martinelli done to that Chelsea defence and them youngsters was brilliant. I think when you do play these youngsters, there's only one striker who must play, that's Lacazette, because of his link play. I think Aubameyang's better running onto balls, um, whereas Lacazette is a much better link man. I think you start to see Lacazette's qualities come to the fore when these youngsters play because they need an experienced player to, to link with them and play with them. A la West Bromwich Albion, the second goal, where Smith-Rowe yeah. knocks it around the corner to Saka. Saka first time into Lacazette. Lacazette reads it, knocks it through to Smith-Rowe, and Saka's already on the run. It's a tap-in. Great movement, great football. I don't think that would have happened with, with Aubameyang. So I think, look, what Mikel Arteta is going to do, is going to look at it. Is Martinelli, you know, fit enough at the moment? Yeah, he plays a couple of uh, games and, you know, what happens is when you've been out for such a long time and then you get in the first team, the first game or game and a half is adrenaline, Harry. Yep. And then, you know, the, the real fitness kicks in and he, he looked a bit leggy at Brighton in the second half. That's why he, he kind of came off. So you, we have to protect these boys. I think, does he have a big future? He has a massive future because he's, he's so talented. But we still have to look after them, have to manage them. And we know Aubameyang can operate from the left-hand side. So it would be great if we could get him up and running while Smith-Rowe and Saka are doing the business with Lacazette, of course. But I don't think Mikel Arteta is going to be worried about put, keeping Ober on the bench if, Smith, if he wants to put Smith-Rowe in. I think they've proved that they can do it now. So, you know, what a great problem to have for a manager. Absolutely. And whilst it's working, who's going to question it? That's the that's the key, isn't it? And you're getting if you're getting the results, then nobody can question it. Nobody has a leg to stand on. It's when things aren't quite going the way you want that people start to to ask those questions and those noises get louder. Um, we've discussed a few of the youngsters, um, Kevin, who, if you had to pick out one, excites you the most? Who do you look at and think this player really has the potential to go on and be one of the Premier Leagues and Europe's top players in the future. You you can only pick one. Saka. If you Saka. That's your yeah. one, yeah? I pick Saka because at 19, he's the difference maker in the team. At 19. And let's be honest, Harry, we've been awful for months. Yep. And he's been the <laughs> one jewel, hasn't he? You know, he's been the one jewel who's been doing the business. Even when we drew at home to, was it Southampton? It was him who... Got that move on the left, beat a couple of players, done something that was totally different but direct, you know. He's the one player who I think he's sealing well. He, I don't think he has a ceiling right yeah, now. He, he looks I, incredible, doesn't he? I, I think Smith-Rowe's going to be a, a, a top player. Listen, I, I, I think Martinelli could be a close second. He might even be a bigger ceiling. But because of his injury at the moment... And you're asking me today, I've got to pick the jewel in the crown, Saka. He's going with Saka. I, when I think about it myself, I always lean towards Gabriel Martinelli. And I've said this previously. Um, obviously, Saka is at a, a more consistent level at this moment in time. Totally acknowledge that and understand um, why you've picked Saka and why probably most people would pick Saka. For me, there's something about Martinelli that excites me that I, I haven't felt since Fabregas broke through at Arsenal. Um, you know, that youngster that comes in and just 
doesn't look out of place and is fearless. And what I really loved about Martinelli um, in that game against Brighton, actually, was the way he was urging Aubameyang on to press. You know, he, do- he doesn't give a shit about status. He doesn't care if you're the captain. He doesn't care if you're the senior player. He literally just went at him and just made it clear that that's not what we need from the team. We need more, we, and he demanded. And I love to see players, uh, particularly of a young age, showing those kind of balls. Like I just thought it was fantastic. Harry, um, do you know something? Uh, the same, not maybe not the same, but the excitement, the same, if somebody came in, or in the chat and said, Smith Rowe, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't argue, argue with it yeah. either, could you? But what a fantastic opportunity for Arsenal to have these three youngsters... Kieran Tierney's another one at left back. You know, what fantastic youngsters we've got. Gabriel at the back, he's going to be coming back. He should be fit, whatever. What, you know, what five young players who have got the world at their feet and they're, they're at Arsenal. Yeah. So it's brilliant. Agreed. It's, it's fantastic. Really good stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about transfers, Kev, because obviously the January transfer window is upon us. We hear that William Saliba um, is is going to join Nice on loan. Um, I've given my thoughts on the stream earlier today. So just interested to know what you think about the whole idea of loaning Saliba out. He came in, didn't play, um, was deemed not quite ready do you find this whole situation strange, the way he's kind of been cast into the cold and now moved on? Yeah, it's look, for me, it, it has been. It's been baffling, to be honest, Harry, because no disrespect to the likes of Mustafi, etc., but we know what they bring to the table. We don't know what Saliba brings to the table until we actually see him. But I understand Mikel Arteta looks at him in training all the time. And if he's not quite sure... As a manager, you can't do it, Harry, because we've seen what happens when he's he's been trusted experienced players and experienced players have been letting him down. And then he's obviously gone, he's taken the step to put the youngsters in. Saliba's another youngster. He doesn't feel it's quite right yet, feels he needs some more uh, first-team football, regular first-team football. But, you know, the, the, the loan to Nice is only a loan. There's no... Um, contract there is no option, it, it, there's right. no option to, to buy obviously he's going to come back and he will play because let's have it right he's a he's a big strong quick defender been called the next uh Rafael Varane which is which is hey you know that is that is Massive high praise problem. that's <laughs> high praise so you know why would we let him go to somewhere else when he could be the next one so we've got to give him a chance we've got to see him you don't invest that sort of money by letting him go. But again, Mikel Arteta, he's only inherited him, Harry. So if he feels he's not quite ready yet and he needs another half a season, then so be it. We'll see what happens next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's have a look at what some of the live comments are saying. Um, let's pick out a few uh, before we keep moving. Um, lots of love for you in the chat, uh, Casey. Uh, RW says, big up Kevin Campbell, big fan of yours. Uh what else have we got here? We've got lots of love for you. Uh, David says, big up, KC. Uh, Juka says, greetings from America. Love the stream. Nice. Um, David Arsenal says, Kevin speaks the truth. Love it. Uh, KC with a love heart from Tofa. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Love you. He, lo- he loves you too, mate. Um, Chris Pantelli says, Kevin Campbell, Kevin Campbell, legend. Big up big man um so lots and lots of love uh, for kevin in the chat liam says kevin campbell 
is a legend. There's a few people in the chat questioning Mikel Arteta's man management. Um, Ooh, and, and good questions. Come on, bring it on. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a fair amount of this in the chat and there always seems to be. And I think that there's been a few incidents since Mikel Arteta took over the job um, that have kind of highlighted his man management. You could argue that, you know, the Genduzi situation maybe highlights a, a bit of inexperience in the way Mikel dealt with it. There was the Xhaka thing when he got sent off, you know, the, the, the comment afterwards was very different to that of, you know, from when Pepe. Nicolas Pepe did it. Um, so there's been a lot of debate around that. I always like to give the manager the benefit of the doubt. And when assessing the difference between his reaction to the Pepe and Xhaka thing, I think Mikel learnt from his mistake. I thought that he was uh, too damning towards Pepe. We heard reports that the dressing room were unhappy with that. And I think he just learnt from that and took a different approach against Xhaka. Do you have concerns about the consistency in which he manages the group? Not at all. Not at all, Harry. If, if Look, if anybody's been in any modicum of hierarchy at work, the person who's, who's experienced doesn't get treated like the, the newcomer in the office, the youngster in the office. That's just, that's just the way life goes. Now, having a young player like Guendouzi throwing toys at the Prem is non-negotiable. You told a line, and if you don't told a line, you don't play. It's that simple. The riot act must have been read to him, and he didn't want to know. So, yeah. Uh, listen, I totally back Mikel Arteta on that one. If you remember rightly, be, uh, the Leeds game was the first game after the international break. And before the international break actually came in, or just as it came in, Nicola Pepe mentioned about not getting a chance, etc., etc., etc. So when a young player goes and speaks out and he puts him in, you expect him to toe the line. You expect him to have the discipline. You expect him to prove that you can handle it. And Nicola Pepe went and done something totally stupid. And he should be called out. Could you imagine he was George, that was George Graham? He wouldn't see the first thing for three, four months. And, and this is the thing you see, Harry. People forget the likes of Xhaka is one of the most experienced players. So he's not hes not going to be as damning to Xhaka as he is to Pepe. But that's just a hierarchy. It, fortunately, and funny enough, in this game, you have to earn your position. You do. And I think Mikel Arteta knows what he wants. And if people don't toe the line, they're going to be gone. They're going to be out the team. And Xhaka, obviously, he, he didn't toe the line. He wasn't as, as damning to Xhaka as he was to Pepe. But let's be honest, Pepe, does, Pepe really isn't a starter. Yeah, Xhaka is really a starter. So he's gonna he's gonna kind of side more with Xhaka than Pepe. If Pe you you watch and see, if Pepe starts doing the business on a regular and he gets sent off, I can guarantee you, Mikel Arteta will be like, "Listen, don't be too harsh on him." Da 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 da. Because you do you protect your your, your players. Yeah. But if you do something stupid and you're not a starter, and you've been shouting the odds, Harry. You're yeah, in a bad position with the manager. Great points. You, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, Granit Xhaka came back into the side, and for all the criticism he gets, he came back into the side and absolutely walloped one into the top corner um, against Chelsea. And, and 
you know, he is one of the senior players. We've heard time and time again from not just from Mikel, but from Unai Emery previously, from Arsene Wenger, about how good his attitude is, how much of a leader he is within the dressing room. Let's face it, if he wasn't, he wouldn't have been voted captain by the group when Unai Emery made that that decision to do that. So, you know, it, it, you're right. You're talking about a very senior player in the setup, someone with a lot of respect from his peers. And then you're talking about someone who's been on the fringes, as you said, has been sort of talking in the press about the lack of game time. Yet when given it, he's not really, you know, taking it by the scruff of the neck. And do you look at someone like Nicolas Pepe and think that, you know, I always look at him and I think I, I try and give him the benefit of the doubt. And I say, I think that's just the way he carries himself. But he doesn't look happy and he doesn't look particularly interested all the time. Well, listen, maybe that's the way he plays. But if that's the way he plays, Harry, I think there might be an opportunity to move him on. Because let's, be, let's, let's have it real now, Harry. Let's have it real. The youngsters that came in, maybe Pepe has... Better, some, some more skilled than them, but their application and their heart and their work rate and their toughness that, that shines through. That shines through in this Arsenal team. This is what we've all been crying out for is that energy, that want to win, that be on the front foot, closing down. And if you don't, now it's proven if you do it, look what happens. But if you don't do it, Harry. We, we notice it even more now. You watch. Anybody who doesn't do it, we're going to know. It's going to stand out like a sore thumb. So the, the, the bar has now been raised by the kids. And it's either it's in you or it's not. And I don't know whether that side of the game is actually in Nicola Pepe. And I've always said this, Harry. There is nobody safe. When Arsenal are struggling, nobody's safe. And Mikel Arteta... Yeah. If the right bid came in, who knows? He might want to do some business. Yeah, great point. Um, let's move on to a player that Arsenal are being heavily linked with bringing in, and that is Norwich City's Emiliano Buendia. Um, I'm not sure about this one. I, I, genuinely, it's not that I... You know, if Arsenal sign him, of course I want him to succeed. But I'm genuinely not sure about whether or not this would be the right move. And I put out a Twitter poll earlier on, which I'm going to share on the screen now for those of you watching us via YouTube and via any video platforms. And the poll was, what's the feeling on Buendia? And this is my view. I can't see Norwich letting him go for cheap. And I'm not totally convinced he's the right man for us, although I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Now, the reason I say Norwich won't let him go cheap is because Norwich are charging towards promotion. You know, they've got real aspirations of getting back into the Premier League. Keeping Buendia and achieving that would be worth a lot more than the 15, 20 million pound price tag that some people are saying that, that Arsenal, you know, would have to pay to get him. 67% of you, though, say sign him. 8% say don't sign him. And 24% say not sure. So the vast majority of Arsenal fans want to see Emi Buendia brought into the Emirates Stadium. Kevin, are you, is this one that you'd be behind? Yeah, I would. I've, I've seen him. I've seen quite a bit of him in the championship. And he is a, he's a good player. He's direct. He's, he can finish. He can create as well. And you know that transition from the midfield to attack? We need, we need players who in that transition could score goals, Harry. That's what the best teams have. And we don't just rely on Aubameyang all this time. You need to have threats from all over the pitch. And he's one of them players who, in, in our side, 
would add something to it. I think that's the way we have to look at it. A lot of people might not know a lot about him, but that's all right. Because do you know what? The kid can play, man. He's a good, good player and he can finish. So anybody who's going to get us from this stagnant team to a team with multiple weapons, I'm all for it, Harry. Yeah, and, and, and lots of people in the chat are agreeing with you. Um, let's see what else uh, everybody's saying. Mr. 142 says, Harry, Buendia is better than every attacking midfielder we have. Matthew Beaumont says, Buendia created the most chances in Europe and we can't rely on our creative play solely on Smith Rowe. I agree that we shouldn't be relying solely on Smith Rowe. He's still a young kid and you don't want to put that type of burden on him. Uh, Dilly Dilly, <laughs> great name, says Buendia in. Uh, Joe says, Buendia is a top, top player. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, uh, Dog says he prefers Julian Brandt. I think that would be a harder deal to do, though, because Dortmund financially uh, would be in a stronger position, you'd think. Why not both? Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not both? Because not we've both? got, listen, we've got the we've got the anchor in Thomas Partey already sat there. Yeah. But, but we, what's ahead of him, we need quality ahead of him. And these players, and, and you know something, Harry, this is what I will say. Because Buendia plays for Norwich in the Championship, there's, there's, there's no guarantee that Norwich are going to go up. You never know what's going to happen. So you've got to look at it as a business, still look at it as a business. You might lose the opportunity to sell him. Yeah. And the player might be knocking on the door saying, Arsenal come knocking, I'm off. And that's one thing you don't want is an unhappy player. Remember, we're still the Arsenal, Harry. Yeah, when you come up with these players, Norwich to Arsenal. What? I'm, listen, I want to go. So you know, it's uh, this could be a great move for him as well because to become a, 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 a player at Arsenal and do the business at Arsenal, his stock just rises beyond belief, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And there was a report from from James Bench earlier on on, on CBS um, where he said that Buendia is prepared to push for a move to Arsenal if Arsenal firm up their interest. And what he means by that is if Arsenal go and table a bid. Because at the moment, as far as we, we're being told, uh, talks have gone on, but not formally. And so until an offer comes across the table that actually... Uh, means that something could be happening, then I don't think you're going to see Buendia uh, pushing the boat. But once that does happen, if that does happen, then like you said, how can he resist the law of joining Arsenal in the Premier League um, or, or trying to earn promotion with Norwich? That's no disrespect to Norwich, but we're talking about two clubs on, on different planets, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. And look, we, we are still the Arsenal. I know we've had our difficult times, but we're still the Arsenal, Harry. Huge, huge club who have lost their way a little bit and are now trying to, you know, to, to get a grip of, of that foundation again. We need to build a foundation and it's young players like Bendia we need to bring in. We need to get rid of the dead wood and we need to bring in young, talented, hungry players to fatten up this squad. Because I tell you what, when you see the energy that youngsters have, imagine having that all over the pitch. People wouldn't be able to live with us, mate. I'll be honest yeah. with you. So... That's what we need to do. And I like I like the idea of trying to sign him. And if they could get Brent as well, which I know will be probably more difficult, that would be a good one as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lots of people agree. And Don Giovanni says, Buendia also allows Smith Rowe to grow without blocking him too much. That's an, that's an interesting point as well. Um, he would give, he would give you that backup and that support, but you could still argue that Smith Rowe has the talent to potentially displace him as well. Harry, the other thing is, Aubameyang and, and Lacazette are not going to be there forever. Yeah. So, you have to start getting these boys in and getting them minutes now. Smith Rowe needs to get in and get a lot, a lot more minutes. If if you do sign Buendia, he needs to get in and understand what's 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 required of him. Because then when you start to buy another striker or whatever, the system is functioning already. Everybody knows the system. So the striker's getting chances because everybody else knows the moves. If you don't but if you don't buy these players and you stick with what we got until whenever till they finish then you got to start rebuilding because it's a it's another rebuild no get them in now yeah agreed and a big hello to Sophie from the Highbury squad um hi guys Sophie here great listen signing Brentford players has helped some Premier League teams we are such snobs when it comes to certain signings some championship players are ready I admit it I am a snob when it comes to signing championship I, players. I, I could hear it Harry, I could hear it. <laughs> I, I admit it. You know, there's, they've got to be really special for me to, to you know, to, to say that. But I guess, and if I just explain myself as to why I feel like that with Buendia, is when you're talking about the, the, the amount of money that would be required to prize him away from Norwich, and even if it is 20 million, 25 million, whatever the reports are saying, for me, if that 20, 25 million stops you potentially going out in the summer and bringing in someone that you would 100% be certain about for 30 million. No such then, thing, Harry. But it's, I mean, Harry, but who are you getting for 30 million, Harry? Who? But there's some players, Kevin, like, no, for who? example, a, a name I couldn't give you right now, but when you think about, for example, Thomas Partey, right? Yeah. 45 million pounds, that was Thomas Partey's release clause. At and no we point, stole him, right? Yeah, we stole him. But at, the point is, at no point did I ever sit there and think to myself, hold on a minute, is Thomas Partey actually worth 45 million? Like, I, 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 I believe that he is, undoubtedly. And that's kind of the difference for me. When we're in a time where the spending is a bit of a problem, financially, we're not at our strongest. Maybe I'm acting like I own the club. You are, I'm, Harry. I'm you are. responsible with Oi. the money. <laughs> Release that money, Harry. Release that money. Listen, Harry, this is one thing I'm going to say. We are not Chelsea. We're not Manchester City. We're not Manchester United. We're not PH. We haven't, we haven't got the coffers, the deep pockets to just keep dipping in them and buying the top players. Not only for the transfer fees, but we're talking the wages as well. Yeah. Harry, this is the big problem. Transfer fees are one thing, and then the wages are on, on the back of it. What we've got to do, Harry, we've got to cut our cloth accordingly. But you know what? I've got no fear of bringing in some of these players who people may be not sure of. Because I'm telling you, look, that's how Liverpool built their, their squad. Look how Liverpool built it. Liverpool built it signing £30 million Sadio Mane from Southampton and, yeah, and yeah. this one and that one. And next minute, because they're hungry, they're at a big club, you bring them all together and they 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 all buy in. And when they all buy in, Harry, it is it is it is brilliant, mate. 
And that's what we need to do. Because what comes with these experienced big names? Ego and attitude. And yeah. we ain't got no time for that. We've seen that cause us enough problem in the dressing room. Yeah, to, to, uh, good points. Good points. Um, I can see, guys, on uh, the live stream right now, there are over 350 of you watching us across the multiple platforms. So please, if you haven't already, make sure you smash that like button. Hit subscribe on the channel if you're new. If you're listening via the audio, leave us a five-star review. How can you not? we got Kevin Campbell. And <laughs> and uh, yeah get your questions in as well now is the time to get those questions in flood the chat box um, i'm going to ask kevin about one more player and then we're going to go to those questions uh, so get those coming in now um you mentioned a couple of players that aren't going to be at arsenal forever pierre-emerick Aubameyang, alexander lacazette Aubameyang's just committed his future to the club we're pretty clear on on where we are with that alexander lacazette though will be heading in towards the last 12 months of his contract at the end of this season where do you stand on Laka? If you were running the club right now, would you be looking at giving him a new contract? Would you wait till the summer? Or would you not give him one? Where, where is your head at with regards to Alexander Lacazette? This is a really interesting question because when you look at the way Laka links with the young players, it's perfect. But the problem you've got, Harry, is he's going to be, what, 32 next, next birthday? So... He's not getting any younger. He's still a good player, don't get me wrong. But you're going to have to bring down that, that, the energy level. You're going to have to up the energy level at the top end of the pitch. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure who Arsenal will look at. Obviously, there's that um, Hudson Edward at, yeah, that's Celtic. Uh, at Celtic, who we've been linked with, etc. Who's very good with his back to goal. Very good link player. You know, that brings down the, the age range and that that move kind of brings his wage down as well because I'm sure Edward wouldn't be on anywhere near what Lacazette's on so maybe that's what Mikel Arteta is probably looking at I, I, listen I, I'd, I'd love Lacazette to get have a, a fantastic season but as I've said earlier on Harry I don't think anybody's safe in in what is the plan and it would be fantastic if Lacazette could have a great season, but that then could get him a move. And I truly believe Mikel Arteta will be looking to change Lacazette. That's what I believe. Yeah. Although right now he starts, but I still think the age range has to come down. You can't have two 32-year-olds at the top end of the, the Arsenal front line. You just can't. You need yeah. another young, you need another young one up there with energy. Who's gonna, you know, bring the same or if not more with his energy to the to the table? Yeah, that's right. And and you look at sort of you you were talking about the wages and what an issue that is as well. How many thirty plus players do you want to commit big wages to and big contracts to? That's a problem as well, isn't it? We you know we've seen it happen with Aubameyang. Fine, um, you know, but you, you you shouldn't. I don't think at this stage be looking to commit to too many of those players yeah. in terms of big contracts and big salaries. Um, let's let's go into the questions. This first one comes from Luke Williams. Um, and thank you for your kind donation, Luke. Really, really appreciate it. Um, he says, do you think we could get Lamptey this window? I really like Tarek Lamptey, Kevin. I think he's a fantastic player. Realistic target at the moment, though, given the, the right-back options we have? Um, it's a realistic one, but he's injured at the moment. That's the problem. So, you know, we signed Kieran Tierney, he was injured. 
Um, you know, we obviously Lamptey, we like Lamptey, like what he does. Was ex-Chelsea youngster as well. Obviously, there's a lot of talent over there. So went went to Brighton. Brighton took a chance on him. And he's looked sensational, Harry, hasn't he? He's looked absolutely brilliant at right back because he's a he's a converted winger. Very yeah. quick, very direct, can cause teams all sorts of problems with his speed. And he's got the speed on recovery as well. So I think that would probably be one for the end of the season if that was going to happen. Because yeah. I think there's going to be quite a bit of change come the end of the season. Um, yeah. yeah. So he could yeah. be, he's a target, but not quite in Jan. Not an urgent one, not a yeah. priority one, put it that way. Um, Liam says, Kevin, how much would Tony Adams be worth in today's market? I love these hypothetical questions because there is no right or wrong answer. That's why I love them. Well, um, look, let's put it this way. If Harry Maguire, what was he, 80 million? 80 million. If he's 80 million, Tony Adams has got to be 100. I would say that Tony Adams is double that. Well, double that compared to Harry Maguire. You know, 100 plus. He's got to be 100 million plus because that type of player, that type of leadership, you know, he was always good for, what, five, six goals a season as well. He, you know, the leadership in itself is amazing. I've, I've been in the dressing room. I've been an Arsenal player with that guy. The, the guy, he was just sent, he was brilliant. He's a brilliant captain. He's the best captain I've ever played with. And I've played with Stuart Pearce and all these guys. He was, the, he was the, by far the best, Tony Adams. So would he, would he come and shake you up if you weren't pulling your weight? Might be right, he would, Harry. <laughs> Harry, listen, Harry, you know, it, and he's, he's, he's such a nice, not such a nice guy off the pitch. But when it comes to his football, Tony Adams is serious. And if you needed to kick up the arse, he'd kick you up the arse, mate. Trust me. <laughs> And and it don't and you know what, Harry? It don't matter who you are. A Bambian will get kicked up the ass right now. He get kicked up the ass, but he's got a way of putting his arm around you to make you to make you feel good. Still, yeah. That that's what being a good captain is. So, hundred. Well, Harry, you're probably right. It's probably worth double <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know, now I'm convincing myself it's probably <laughs> worth double. You're right. Hundred and fifty. Hundred and sixty. It, it upsets me to think that he'd be like anywhere near Harry Maguire. Um, that's how highly I hold uh, uh, Tony Adams in, in esteem. Uh, Jeff Gould says, Super Kev showing his class and talking sense. Love this guy. Lots of love for you, Kevin, uh, in the comments. Um, Chris Pantelli says, question, do you think in the long run, Mikel is the man to take us where we should be? By that, I mean in the top four and in time challenging for the league title. I do. I've, I've said all along, Harry, and um, there's been many fans go after me for it. I, I honestly think Mikel Arteta needs time. He need, he's been let down by a lot of the experienced players, which actually shook him. And yeah. if you remember back to that Aston Villa game at home, the experienced players capitulated. And he, that's the first time I've seen him actually shocked after a game. He was shocked. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. But you know what? Now he's got the injection with these youngsters. He's seen it. He knows what he wants to do, but he needed the experienced players to get him to January. Now we're in January. I think there's going to be a, a, a bit more moving and shaking. They know what they want, Harry. They, if they can get a couple of the targets minimum in, we should have a, a, a decent second half of the season. And then when we get, when we get to to the summer, then is the major surgery. 
because we're not yep. going to get rid of all the dead wood, but in the summer we have to. Yeah. So that's well, a lot of their contracts expire, don't they? So then yeah. they're gone anyway, regardless. Yeah. So that's when we get rid of the dead wood, and that's when the the, the 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 players, the pieces he wants to be in this squad, that's when he gets them in in the summer. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, big thank you to David Maudsley for your kind super chat. He says, uh, Kevin, who would you have loved to have played with most out of the current crop of Arsenal players? So let's let's say that you were playing centre forward. Who would you uh, love to be around the most out of that current crop? Well, uh, look, being a striker... Are you going to say Ozil? Are you going to say... <laughs> no, be, no, being a striker, because listen, don't forget, Meza Ozil couldn't function in our team. Because you don't work back enough. Fair. Because <laughs> listen, they'd be fight. They would be fighting in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm telling you, Harry. Because if you don't graft, no, you can't play. That's as simple as that. Um, the of the current crop of young players, I. It's it's probably Saka. He's the jewel in the crown. He's he's, he's the difference maker right now. But if not him, it'll be Smith Rowe because Smith Rowe. Is a real, real intelligent footballer. And he knows exactly what to do, when to do it. Sometimes, yeah, his, his execution won't be right, but he knows what he wants to do and he's got the qualities a lot of the time to execute it. So those are the two, I suppose, with Saka number one and um, Smith Rowe number two. Brilliant stuff. Uh, let's um, go over to this comment from Tofa. He says, like, share, subscribe. Absolutely spot on. Uh, do what the man says. Um, let's uh, pick out a couple more. Also, let us know in the chat box where it is you're joining us from. Always interested to know uh, where you guys are watching or listening to this show from. It is it's great to see uh, the spread of Arsenal fans all around the world. So please uh, do that. And there are over 400 of you joining us now live. So again, like button, subscribe, you know the drill by now. Um, let's pick out uh, a couple more. Indigino says, which is more important this year, climbing as high up the table as possible or going deep in the Europa League? Indigino, it's both. I, I don't think Arsenal, we can, we can differentiate from any one of those two. Because you know what, Harry? When you actually look at the table, we've been so poor, but we're six points off like, the top six yeah we see we're three points behind Chelsea now it's not yeah, the, the league is mad so do you know what I I, I definitely want to I want to win the Europa League I've got to say I really want to win that um because after what happened against Chelsea it still burns me man it still burns me so I want to win that but you know what our bread and butter is the league and we can move up that table and we can challenge I'm not saying we, we're going to get top four, but we can challenge for it 100% because you know what? There's a lot of points that we play for, Harry. And I think, I'd like to think we're only going to start getting better now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, just a quick one, because I've seen it in the chat a couple of times. Well, I, I, it's gone all the way up the screen now, but a couple of people have been asking about Mohamed Elneny. Now, there's been a, a report that come out today from Chris Wheatley of Football.London who says that, He's been told that Mohamed Elneny is not going anywhere, despite the links uh, with him returning back to Turkey to play with Besiktas. Where are you on the on the Elneny discussion? Do you, you know, I think we can all recognise he's got limitations as a player, but he's a good professional. He does a job, and I'm not. I wouldn't be disappointed if he stayed. Would you? We need we need players like this. We, every squad needs players who can do a job, who can go in there 
where there's maybe a couple of injuries. And we've seen him play with Partey very well. So you need a water carrier. You need someone who's not going to rock the boat. You need somebody who will run for a brick wall for you. And that's Mohamed Elneny. Is he, is he limited to the quality that he has at times? Yeah, he is. But that's why you're getting all these pieces ahead of him. So he could just do his job, get it, win it, and pass it. That'll yeah. do. That'll do. Exactly. Uh, let's see where you guys are joining us from then. Uh, Arsenal Canada joins us from Toronto. Uh, Irfan is in South Africa. We've got A79 in Bahrain. Uh, the Six Buffs joins us from Connecticut in the USA. We've got Canada, Washington, D.C. Um, Ogachukwu says, hi, Kevin and Harry. Happy New Year. Happy New Year Happy to New you year too, to mate. You. Uh, Subigia joins us from Nepal. Uh, Chris joins us from Cyprus. That's it. Yay. The mighty <laughs> Cyprus. There you go. Uh, Nana joins us from Maryland. Um, Sud Sudanwa, sorry if I've said that wrong, joins us from India. Uh, much love. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm normally good with names. Sorry. Um, Flow Show says Nigeria. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Suleiman joins us from Manchester. Um, he's an Arsenal fan from Manchester. He says, please do not nice one. Me. For having a brain casey much love uh more canada um we've got nepal again um you're global Mountain, harry you're global, global mate it's global. global it's fantastic global nowadays <laughs> we got birmingham yes, yes, canada. yes. <laughs> uh, bedford uh nyc uh vienna austria india uh sweden cayman islands west london luton um unbelievable um fantastic. and and as Brad as Nolan says, love hearing where other Gunas are watching from. So interesting to see how wide you reach. It is, and it's incredible, and it's incredibly humbling, which is why I do this at the end of some of the streams, because I love to see uh, where everybody is joining us from. It's excellent. Um, we've come towards the end of the show. Um, so if you haven't already hit the like button, subscribe and all that jazz, you know the drill, do it um, <laughs> in the politest possible way. Uh, but just to finish off, Casey, where... Where do you, where should our, is it a fluid situation or or do you have a target in mind for, for Mikel Arteta's Arsenal side this season? What would constitute a decent season in your eyes? Well, we've got to win something, Harry. The, the success is what it's all about. And he's, he's proved that he can win. And you know what? There's an old saying, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And we've had our bad run. Well, we hope we've had our bad run. We hope that's a thing of the past now and we could go on from strength to strength. Now, if we can and we could get certain players in, then I expect us to really have a good push up the table and for that Europa League to be well within our sights. I know it's going to be tough, but hey, football's tough, isn't it? You know, we've, we've, we've gone through some difficult times and it will, it will actually put the players in a better frame of mind knowing we've actually been through tough times and now we've come out of it and we're playing better football. They need more energy about the team. So, look, I, I always say, if you're a football club like Arsenal, you've got to win. You've got to put silverware on the side. And however that comes, H, that's what we have to do. I'd love a top four as well. Don't get me wrong. But silverware is always the measure. And of course, uh, silverware in the shape of the Europa League would achieve all our targets, wouldn't it? We'd get the silverware, we'd get back in the Champions League and fingers crossed we can push on and become a real, real force uh, once again. Um, my thanks to Kevin Campbell. Kevin, it's an absolute pleasure every time you come on. And I asked today because I... Uh, 
I always feel like I don't want to bug you, but I know how much the listeners love the show and it, when you're on and it's it's great fun. So um, thank you. Honestly, it means the world to me and, of course, to all the listeners to have you on. So thank you. Harry, if you don't ask, you don't get. So <laughs> exactly. ask me, will you? <laughs> love it. I love coming yes. on with you, mate. So if you ask me and I can do it, you know I'd come on. I know, I know. And I appreciate that so much. Kevin, thank you so much. Uh, guys, give Kevin a follow in the, uh, his uh, Twitter handle is in the description. Um, you'll probably catch him on Amazon Prime next time around as well, looking dapper in his in his big coat and his umbrella. He had an umbrella this time. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, they were looking after me down there, man. They were looking after me, but no, it's great doing that. And listen, don't forget, I'm on the Highbury Squad at seven. Yep, check out the hybrid squad. squad. Yeah, on on uh, on Twitter, YouTube, or whatever. So check us out. Please do. It is a fantastic podcast on which Kevin uh, features regularly, along with Sophie and Amanda, who are both fantastic as well. Um, you guys will remember Sophie was on here not too long ago, um, and she was fantastic. There were loads of positive comments underneath that show. So uh, please do check out the hybrid squad. Uh, give them a subscribe. Give them a follow. We're going to be back very, very soon with more Arsenal content. Until then, take care of yourselves and most importantly, stay safe. Cheers. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon.